Hey, good morning and happy Mother's Day to all. We're glad you're all here. And I also want to welcome those who are online to our, maybe those who are soldiers who are deployed, uh, those families who couldn't make it in today. We're glad you joined us here today. Thanks for making Mother's Day still special by worshiping first. Amen? That's kind of an important thing. So we're glad you're here. For our regulars, I'm going to call you regulars. It's kind of a funny word. You're, there's nothing regular about half of you, um, or me for that matter. Hang tight while I welcome our guests. To our guests, when you walked in, you got a worship guide that looks like this. Uh, on the back, we're going to talk about a new, uh, a new series called Speak Life that we're going to be walking through. There's these notes here on the back that you can fill in the blank for all of you. There's seven of them that are really important. Today would be a good day to take notes. And I'll go over why as we go through this, but that's there on the back. Uh, to everybody, my name is Brian. I'm our lead pastor, and uh, I'm just excited to start Mother's Day. Actually, my wife is hanging out with her mother, so you're my family today. This is pretty exciting, starting my day with you. So uh, one announcement I'd like to remind us of is tomorrow is our local church conference. It is kind of the annual meeting of our church. I know the minute you hear a meeting, a bunch of you just checked out, right? And it's like, but actually, I really want you to come. Tomorrow, we celebrate our leaders of our church who are stepping down after a term. Uh, we're electing new leaders, and we want your voice on that. We're also looking at some business like budget and stuff. It's really cool to see how deep and how wide and how expansive this church's reach is. And so there's just a lot of good things there, but there's some new announcements. You would have got a budget... Uh, and kind of a local church conference uh, packet um, sent to you. And there's some really exciting things we're launching into, and those hints were in there, but we're going to be talking about some new, we're going to have our footprint in a new part of the world as a church. I want you to come hear about that. Uh, we're also looking at doing some large or some major new things together. So we come together, we celebrate last year, we celebrate what's going to happen, we get excited about it together, and for those of you that don't like any of that, we have ice cream. So that's our reason, just to show up. So we have ice cream at the end. So it starts at 6.30 tomorrow night right here. Please, everybody come. If you love this church, come and be part of this so you can see what we're doing and where we're going together. We're in this new series uh, called Speak Life, and I just want to start with probably the best scripture verse to start this series out with. It's from Proverbs 18.21. And so Proverbs 18.21 says this. It says, we'll hop it up there real quick. It says, the tongue has the power of life and death. We've used this verse before in, in sermons. The tongue has the power of life and death. Did you know your tongue has that much power? Joe Levi Lusco, he's a, he's a pastor. He wrote in his book, he says, do you know it takes 72 different muscles to make speech? 72 different muscles. And do you know that, that you will speak 16,000 words today? And so that means that you're going to speak over a lifetime somewhere around 860 million words in a lifetime. And did you know that every word you speak has the power of life and death? It's kind of like takes your breath away just a little bit, doesn't it? It's like our words have that power. And, and so if you think about it, a whole lifetime, 860 million words that you're going to share in a lifetime, introverts maybe 700 million, extroverts probably well over a billion, Right? But as you look back and think, you know, every word that I say reflects what's in my heart. And so that's kind of like, just takes your breath away, doesn't it? Here's our first sermon note together. After we look at Proverbs 18, our words, your words and my words have the power of life and death. Our words have the power of giving life and our words have the power to destroy. Do you know, I don't know. I think this is fair. I, I think there is no neutral words. Uh, they are, they're rare. 
Mother Teresa gave us a great quote. She said, words which do not give the light of Christ increase the darkness. So I agree. I don't know if there's many, too many neutral words that we have out there. Our words have the power of life and death, and this is where I want to focus today. Our words have the power of life and death to our children. And that's where I want to hang in today. This, this focus of today's message is a Mother's Day type message. This message is for everyone, whether you're married, whether you're single. All this will, will apply to you in some way, but this definitely has a focus for moms, dads, grandparents, future parents, and those people that are mother and father figures to others. So an important thing to start here is our children hear words all day long. Our children hear words uh, from their friends. Our children hear words from other adults. Our hear, children hear words in school, on the playground, the soccer field. And, and more than ever today, our children hear words from their electronic devices. They hear a lot of words from there, from media, social media, uh, from their phones, from tablets, from computer. Our children hear words all day long. And the question is, what are they hearing? What are they hearing? Because this is important. What they hear shapes them. What they hear shapes them. And so here's the second sermon note. The world speaks to our children all the time. Is that stunned silence, or is everybody just not wake up yet? It's like, <laughs> the world actually speaks words to our children all day long. It speaks to our children all the time through people and things and media. And so when I use the word world, what does that mean? I think it's important that we kind of explain that in some degree. So when I think of the word, the world, or the concept of the world, I think of John 17, one of my favorite chapters out of the Bible where Jesus is speaking this high prayer to his Father, and he's praying for you. He's praying for us disciples, the people that follow Jesus. He's praying for us. And this is what he says, uh, John 17, starting in verse 15. He says, Heavenly Father, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. And just as, say, as you have sent me into the world, Father, I am sending them into the world. So when Jesus shared this, and he's praying for even us in this passage, he's saying two things about the world. One, it is a location. It's not all bad. The world is beautiful. It's God's design. But the world, he talks about being in the world. It's a location. But he also speaks another phrase in there. He speaks of being of the world. Of the world means that I, I am more influenced by culture and other things than I am by the Bible or God. And so we call that a worldview. My worldview comes from the culture instead of my worldview coming necessarily from the Bible or from God's word. So that's being of the world is when I'm shaped by what the culture says, which can be in direct contradiction to what God says. So when we look at this prayer, I want you and I to reshape it for our children. Like this is our prayer now for them. And so we would say, Father, I'm not asking you to take my child out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong, my children do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make our children holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. And just as you sent me into the world, Father, this is the scary part, I'm sending my children into the world. 
I'm sending them. So what does the world speak to our children? What does the world culture speak to our children? I got a, a list here I put together. It's not all inclusive, but it covers the big ones. So this is what the world is speaking to our children all day long. The first thing is God is whoever or whatever you want him to be. The world is speaking this to our children. God is whoever or whatever you want him to be. Pick and choose. Pick the best parts of him. He's not like that, or they'll, they'll push back against maybe what the Bible says, but they'll pick certain parts, or maybe even the God you have isn't the God of the Bible. The next thing the world tells our children all day long is that you are whoever you want to be. The world says you can be whatever you want to be. The sky is the limit, and this is an issue of identity. And what happens when we, we tell our children you can be anything that you want to be, they go out and pursue anything that they want to be without any cognizance of whether that's even their design. And they, they may discover it, but then it's short-lived. Or they may fail time after time, come to dead end after dead end of thinking this is who I want to be and are just frustrated. And we got to wonder why is self-esteem and identity such an issue amongst our children today? Because they keep running into dead ends because they're told they can be whatever they want to be. The next thing the world tells our children every day is follow your heart. What the world desires is short-lived, and it's often dark, and it's just flat-out evil, and the world whispers to our children to follow their desires. That's what you're saying, follow your heart. You're saying follow what you desire. Follow what you desire. Another thing the world tells our children is if it feels good, it is good. And what's interesting in our world today is we are so designed for experience and instant pleasure. It is so easy to get things instantly and instant gratification. And so the world tells us, hey, if it's good, if it feels good, it's good. And many things do feel good for our children in the moment. But sometimes they're just thirsty again after a short-lived happy experience or sometimes they do what feels good and they're racked by shame and guilt afterwards. The world also tells our children that life is pointless. Now, I first saw this, I thought, you know, I don't know if any of us are going to agree with that. Life's great. No, I think the world tells that life is pointless, and this is why. The world tells our children all day long, live for now, live for the here, knock it out of the park because you have this life and this life alone. Do your best, eat, drink, be merry, for tomorrow we die. And what, what the world is telling our children is that what we're living for is the now instead of living for what is next in eternity with God, which is billions of years. It's telling you put everything into the 70, 80 years you got here on life. So that is actually saying life is pointless. When it's over, it's done. And our children hear that all day long. Next thing the world tells our children is that truth is subjective. Truth is whatever you want to be. Uh, truth no longer comes from a book or from an institution. Truth is found in you. And the world tells our children, don't trust religion, government, and even family. The nucleus of the family is so broken. They'll tell them, don't even trust family. And if you don't trust all that, because all those things have hurt people, because they're human, and so our children go out and find out the only truth is going, I'm going to find is in me. That's their self-protective mechanism to survive in this world. The world also tells our children, love says you don't have to wait. 
The gift of love also brings a gift of sexuality, and our children at a very young age are exposed by the world of images of sexuality and mostly the message of freedom in sexuality. The world tells us, explore it early. The world doesn't tell them the importance and sanctity of marriage. It tells them to go out and try this out now. And what their kids don't know is when they listen to that message is and they have, and they open up on their sexuality and they're joined with somebody, they actually get part of their soul, whether they're going to marry them or not. And they get a piece of that person that wasn't ever designed for them. And the last thing the world says is money buys happiness. Buy this, get this. If you only had this, better homes, better cars, better gadgets, better toys. Sometimes as parents, we demonstrate this in our way we work, the way we live. If we just had this next job, we just had this next thing, we could get this next thing, and we'd be happy then. Look at that list. That's just some of it. And that's what the world speaks to our children every day, and it's shaping them. So much of what the world whispers to our children is to worship something else, is what's at the heart of all this, is to worship something else. And these are not words of life. Ladies and gentlemen, words are very powerful. So that's the heavy part. I know it's Mother's Day, and I'm a big downer right now, right? Now we're going to pick it up, right? So now we're going to talk about what is life. You know, it's impossible. No matter how much you try, you cannot shelter your children from the world. We don't want to because Jesus has commanded us to raise them and put them in the world because they have the light in them. And so we don't want to protect our children from the world. We want them in the world, but we want them to be protected by what they believe and how they see life. If the world is speaking to our children all day long and all the time, then we need to speak to them also, but even louder. So if you look at our vision statement as a church, we really believe in it. Be bold is the first two words. The second two are love loud. Love loud means loving somebody and teaching them in truth and everything. So it's actually a frequency is what love loud is. It's a frequency that cuts through all the garbage and the noise of our world. And it brings them truth and love as God's design. So we always tell them love loud. That's part of who we are. We need to speak to our children every day and love them any louder. And instead of telling them to go with the flow, we need to speak life to them. And we speak life to our children through God's word, through love, and through truth. And so this next thing, this is Sermon Note 3, this is how we speak life into our children. And I'm going to go over a number of scriptures and things that speak life into our children every day. And these are things that you need to speak to them every day. Every day. Be speaking to these things. Don't speak over them Share these scriptures and actually speak to them so they hear that. The first one, how to speak life into our children. First, we tell them, you were lovingly and intentionally made by God. Psalm 139 says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. Tell our children of their creator. Tell our children they're one of a kind. We also speak life into our children by telling them, you are the beloved child of God. 
Romans 8.15 says, Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we're his children, we are his heirs. Read that scripture to your children and tell them about Abba, the name of God, which means daddy. He's that close. He's that personal. He loves them that much. You are a beloved child of God. Third thing we want to speak life into our children is to remind them that you are a gift from God. Psalm 127.3 says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. So I want you to believe this every day, even when your child is hard to love that day, that they are still a gift from God. Every time you look into their eyes, you are looking at the very image of God Himself. And not only are they a gift, we as parents, our stewards or grandparents, are stewards of them as a gift, because they're a gift to us. And one day they will have their own little gifts running around that they will steward. So we steward that well and take care of them well, but they belong to God. But they're a gift to us. And when that little one's being a hellion, he's still got the image of God. Love him well. The next one, how to speak life into our children Remind them that God has a special plan for your life. And I think if there's anything you want to tell them every day is this one. God has a special plan for your life. Proverbs 16, 1 and 3 says, We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. God knows our children intimately. He designed them. He has plans for them. He knows how they're built. And these plans, they'll be successful. Teach our children to look at God's plan first as you raise them up. Be careful. Tell them you can be whatever you want to be. Tell them you can be whatever God wants you to be. And he's made you amazingly well. Teach them every day as they look and watch TV or hear from you and they start to want to be firemen or nurses or whatever it is. Encourage them but say God has a plan for you. And as you see their gifts, share with them, guide them, listen to God's word on your heart of how to guide them. The next way we speak life into our children is to remind them that they are unstoppably loved. Now, Microsoft Word unstoppably is underlined. It isn't a real word. <laughs> so I gotta explain it. Unsto I like it, though. Unstoppably, let's, let's go to the scripture verse, 835, Romans 835. It reminds us, can anything, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? God loves our children unconditionally, which means that there's nothing our children do that will be unforgivable. And we tell them about God's love, it's unstoppable. The best story you can tell them is the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. That's how unstoppable God's love is, or what, how far he would go to chase them, what he would do to make them forgiven, help them have a life, send his own son. The story of Jesus is one of the most unstoppable love stories you ever find. The next one, speaking life into our children, is when we tell them you have been set apart and this one's hard. 1 Peter 2.9 reminds us, but you're not like that. 
for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests. Tell your kids that. Tell them you're a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Tell your children from the day they can understand that they will look different in the world and they will act different in the world. And tell them the reason that we are different and we act different in our faith is not, hey, look at us. It's because of exactly what this verse said. When we do that, it shows the goodness of God to others. It shows people who God is, who, doesn't know, who don't know him. And the last thing to remind them every day as we speak life into our children is God is always with you. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, so be strong and courageous. Good words for today. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Tell our children that God never forsakes them, never abandons them. He's always there. But what's so important is when you're raising them through life that you tell them when those moments come that prove he's there, when he answers their prayers, that you let them see that is an answer to the very prayer, prayer you prayed the other day. You show them every day how God's presence is there, and God won't stop. And every time you open this book, it shows God's presence never leaves his people from the very first book to the last. When you look at this progression, these seven things, perfect number, are things that tell our kids every day. These seven things start from their creation until the day of their death and resurrection that all this will come true. And those words work counter to anything that the world's gonna tell them. But if all they hear is the world, they will not know this. So we can speak life to our kids every day. The world is talking to our children every day. But speak life, speak these scriptures, and that's where our children will find life. I want to focus on moms for just a second. To be a mom, you have to have incredible superpowers. Amen? Just one amen. Amen. <laughs> Raising children and even loving them through adulthood requires superpowers. Those superpowers you have, but they just don't come from you. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit in you. But you have one power greater than any other power of your hands or your feet. You have one power that is most important to your child. And it's the next sermon note. The greatest power a mother has is through clasped hands. The greatest power a mother has is prayer and prayer for her children. James 5.16 reads this. It says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and it produces wonderful results. In the context of what we're saying, the powerful, earnest prayer of a mom over her child will produce great results. Moms, dads, grandparents, pray for your children every day. Pray for your children every day. Pray that they hear you. 
Don't just pray over them silently. Pray so they hear you. And there's a, there's a pastor who shares a prayer that she, she, she prayed over every day over her kids. It's the same prayer. Every day she prayed this prayer over them to where the kids would finish it. They knew this prayer. And then I'd love for you to pray this over your children every day. Not only tell them those seven things, but when they go to bed, pray this. Jesus loves you. So do we. God has a plan for your life. He'll never leave you. Tell your kids that every night. Jesus loves you. So do we. God has a plan for your life. He'll never leave you. And next thing you know, you're praying that your kids finish it. Jesus loves you. So do we. God has a plan for your life, and they'll say it, and he never leaves me. I know I'm giving you a lot of homework, but run with this, okay? High hopes. Let's have high hopes for our children. One of my favorite stories in all the Bible is Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 has the prayer of Zechariah over his little born, newborn son, John. We know him later as John the Baptist. Zechariah in this, it's such an intimate prayer. And you just know, I don't know if it's a Lion King thing where he's holding him up like this <laughs> or down here. But he's looking right into his little baby's eyes. And this is what Zechariah prays to him starting in verse 76. And he says, And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you'll prepare a way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. And because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Little John heard these words the first days. And little John went out and did this. He became big John. He paved the way and said, Jesus is coming. And when he showed up, he was baptizing people left and right. He was telling them, all about the one to come. Zechariah and Elizabeth spoke life into John, and little John grew up to speak life into others. So here's our last sermon note together. Teach our children to speak life into others. Teach our children this. I don't know how big your children are or how small, but when you look in their eyes and you hold them up, say this, saying, you, my little son, my little daughter, have the same mission as John. You are going to pave the way for Jesus in people's lives. You're going to share the words of salvation for the forgiveness of sins by just talking about them. And you'll tell them that the dawn is broke, the morning light is already broken down upon us. Not only is the light of Christ down and broken upon the world, that light is in you.
And you are to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. And you are to help guide people on the path of peace. Tell your children, go speak life. Speak Jesus. Amen.